Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to 2024 on ProBox TV. I'm George Jakovic with the champions, as always, ESPN analyst, Hall of Famer, champion Tim Bradley, champion Pauli Malignaggi, and champion Chris Algieri. Guys, it's 2024, man. It's our debut show for the new year. We're doing a who's the man, pound for pound list 2024. This will be good to look back, back on later in the year to see how it changes, but... uh. Paulie, it's a new year. New year, Chris, Tim, and, and, and we're back. We got some Wednesday night, January 17th is our first Wednesday night fight series on Pro Box TV. So that's coming up soon. But listen, right now, we're here to talk about your top three. That's what Who's the Man is. It's the top three fighters in the world of boxing, pound for pound. Uh, you guys were in agreement on number three. But Tim Bradley, I'll let you let uh, the people know who your pick is for the number three pound-for-pound fighter in the world? Well, it's going to be Usyk, um, without a doubt. I mean, he's undefeated one. Um, cruiserweight undisputed champion goes up to heavyweight, which is considered the toughest division in boxing. And the, in all honesty, man, if I, if I keep it 100 with you, the heavyweight division, to me, is one of the softest divisions in boxing. Um, I think that, you know, uh, there's a lot of big guys, but not a whole lot of skill at the heavyweight division. And I think that's the reason why Usyk can go up there, you know, being the size that he is. And he's not a small heavyweight. I mean, at six foot four, he's not small. Right. But, you know, to today's to today's standards, I mean, he's he's considered somewhat small, I would say. Um, but the reason why he's able to compete at this weight is because of how skillful he is, because of his knowledge of the game, because of the most important thing, because of his toughness, his grit. You know, he finds ways to win and outbox these bigger, stronger, bigger puncher, punching guys uh, in the heavyweight division. So, um, but I would say uh, at, uh, you know, the reason why he's my number three is because he beat Anthony Joshua, not once, but he beat him twice. Uh, and he captured three, three world championships there. Um, we're going to see really how good he really is uh, once he gets in the ring with Tyson Fury. However, he is my number three pick for pound for pound at the moment. Yeah, that Fury fight's coming up February 17th for heavyweight undisputed. We finally will have an undisputed heavyweight champion. Chris Algieri, Usyk is your number three guy as well? Yeah, I mean, uh, for all the points that Tim made, I, you know, I agree. And, and when I look at these things, these pound for pound lists, which I don't like, I hate these things. You guys it's, mentioned it's, that, yes. Yeah, it's, it's, all, it's very subjective. It's barbershop talk. I understand, you know, how much people love love talking about this kind of stuff, but I think a lot of the, the hardcores don't because there's just so many factors. This is such a, a nuanced sport, and the landscape changes so often. 
and so fast. So, um, but yeah, no, Usyk, when I look at these, these, I, I'm just trying to think about what my mindset is, you know, in this thought experiment that is the pound for pound. I just think about who beats who, you know, right? We call the show Who's the Man? Well, who man? Who's the man? Who kicks whose ass when they get in the ring um, in that hypothetical world where they're the same size and, you know, not nothing else withstanding. Um, and Usyk's one of those guys who just doesn't know how to lose. Tim, you said it. He finds ways to win. And the man is just one of the winningest guys in the sport today. And I agree, you know, the heavyweight division, doing what he did is, yes, it's historical, it's great, but it's not by by nowhere means the toughest division or even, even one of the toughest divisions in the world today. But still super impressive to dominate the way he did and collect the titles at Cruiserweight the way he did. Then move up to heavyweight, struggled at times, found ways to win. But then he fights Anthony Joshua, and he put on two virtuoso performances against a surging Joshua in the second fight. Joshua actually, I, I thought, fought well in that fight. And I'm a big fan of Joshua, always have been. And even in hindsight now, Joshua looked fantastic two weekends ago. And, you know, Usyk got two wins over him and being a smaller guy. Uh, you know, he's a very, very impressive athlete. Uh, he knows how to win. He's a, he's a competitor. Not only not only in the ring, but up here, man. That guy is is has that competitive advantage. He plays psychological games. He does it really, really well. He stays focused, and he stays calm in the eye of the storm, which I think is the most impressive thing that I see from him because he struggles in fights. I'm not saying that he's one of those guys that goes out there and is just you know, perfect. He, he, he has trouble in some of these fights, especially with some of these bigger guys. And even the amateurs, I saw some fights where he was really under a lot of pressure and just stays calm, finds a way to win, knows what he's good at, trusts in his abilities. So for me, that's why I got him at number three. Paulie? He's your guy too at number three. Well, I think the usually when we do these, who's the man, and we we discuss the pound for pound list, we we do it one fighter at a time because it's a bit of an air of mystery, right? I think there's it's no secret that the top three fighters in the world are the top three fighters in the world, and they've kind of separated themselves from the rest of the pack. So, you know, I don't know if there's there's going to be a lot of mystery to the um, pound for pound list aside from maybe the order we have them in, or do we have them in a different order? That's why that's why people are tuning in right now to find out. But I think uh, when, it, when it comes to Usyk, I, I, I echo the sentiments of my championship colleagues, uh, Tim and, and Chris. I think that they uh, uh, brought out uh, a lot of great points about Usyk. I'll, I'll bring out one more point about Usyk is that I think the, uh, the other week's Saudi card made him even a stronger candidate because two of his victims got big wins on that card. You know, Dubois got a nice win over Jarrell Miller and uh, uh, Anthony Joshua looked very, very impressive in stopping Otto Wallen. Yeah. It's just, you know, it, it, again, these are a hardcore top three, and we're going to get into it more. But it's the fact that he, he's been so impressive. And then even the fact that he, the opponents he's beaten are continuing to be impressive. I mean, it, it, in normal circumstances, it would push you to number one, essentially, with all the accolades that Usyk has. But because there is so much depth right now at the top of the pound-for-pound pound list, He's my number three, and uh, he's a, a very talented number three. And like I said, for all the uh, the uh, points that my colleagues already made, uh, skill, uh, uh, undersized heavyweight by today's standards. Um, the, uh, you know, again, I, I have brought up the Eastern European discipline boxing mentality, and and and, uh, and Usyk certainly has it. Uh, you will not see Usyk ever show up in the ring like say Tyson Fury did against Ngannou. You know, it, you don't typically see Eastern fighters with that with that mentality that they can sort of go soft once uh something gets a little bit easier for them they're, they're they're sort of very very regimented it's sort of a mentality of the culture and you can see that in Usyk's despite Usyk's success he's always showing up ready and, and always ready to impress and he's gotten the results because of that Polly gonna... Polly real quick George before mm -hmm. before you take that off to your point this is the the reason why Paul what Polly said just said about Usyk and the fact that the guys that he just faced you know they had an impressive win mm -hmm. it's the difference between the one and two 
when you fight the one and two, and we're going to talk about them in the future, you ain't never the same after you fight these guys. You not the same. The fact that Usyk fought these guys and these guys somewhat got better over the course is the difference between one, two, and three. That's a good point. And, and also, and I don't want to stray off the path too much, but um, Fury and Usyk fight in February, and we're going to do a whole show about that and break that down. But um, real quick, just go down the line. Tim, I imagine you give Usyk a shot in that fight, right? Of course. Of course. So you just, just don't know which Fury is going to show up. Um, however, Usyk didn't look as great as in dominant, you know, in the uh, in the Dubois fight. Um, you know, the, I thought the low blow was suspect. I think there's an avenue to beating Usyk, and that's going down to the body of Usyk. Uh, Fury, I'm sure, saw it as well. Um, Fury didn't look good against Ngannou. Uh, you know, so that raises eyebrows and people saying, is he done? Is age caught up with him? Is the fame got to him? I mean, is he training as hard as he used to? So there's a lot of factors here, you know, going into this big fight. Um, but again, I, I mean, I favor Fury. I, I just, I just can't see Usyk beating him. I just can't. When I look at the styles, if you have a, if you have a top-notch Tyson Fury, uh, and you get the best version of Usyk. I think the style, stylistically, I, I feel that Fury should be able to win. And he should be able to win handedly. It shouldn't be a difficult fight for him. He's just bigger. He's longer. You know, he can use his reach. He can box outside. He can pressure. He can maul, uh, you know, Usyk on the inside, where Usyk is, I feel, is weak on the inside. Uh, he can go down to the body uh, with conviction. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of things that I think that Tyson Fury should, could, should be able to do against Usyk. But again, that's why we fight the fights. We shall see. Yeah, typically, Tyson Fury has been a, a guy who has looked a lot better when he's back, his back into the wall and people yeah. And when he's expected to do well, he's typically given subpar performances. I mean, if you look at uh, some of the fights, you know, against yep. the, your Wallens or your Francesco Pianetas or your, you know, uh, even, you know, just even with the Ngannou fight recently, when he's expected to do good, he sort of mentally doesn't take the same approach you know i think physically he might but mentally he just he's not there you know but when you put fury in a situation where you start doubting him you know you think of the klitschko fight you think of the wilder fights you know you think of all that and then all of a sudden you know you, you see him in a, in a in a better situation and, and where he looks uh, unbeatable almost you know so i think uh from a mentality standpoint you're gonna see fury kind of ch channel himself and hone in because everybody's doubting him after the Ngannou fight, and he's taken on what's possibly the toughest fight of his career here in Alexander Usyk. So it's going to be interesting. The question is, the wild card for me is, um, has he gone to the well too many times? You know, has he has he blown up and gone gone away from it too many times? Can he keep coming back in his mid thirties the way he was earlier in his career? And uh, like you said, Jamie, I mean, we'll eventually go into this fight as he gets closer, and we'll be promoting it more and and uh, breaking it down more. Chris, yeah, thoughts I, on that? I, I always had Fury over over Usyk. Um, you know, and after the Ngannou fight, then there's a lot of questions, but then also Usyk didn't look great against, against Dubois. So yeah, was there, is there a path to victory for Usyk? Of course. I mean, he, he is a phenomenal fighter. There's a reason we're talking about him in the top three pound for pound. We're all in agreement. The guy's an excellent, excellent fighter, great competitor. Tyson Fury is, a, he, not only is he that level in terms of his skill, he's also huge. Um, but he's a wild card. We don't like, like Tim said, we don't know which version of Fury is going to show up. But if we go historically, when his back is against the wall, he steps up big time and he goes out there and puts on great performances. And I think we're, we're going to see that again. I think Tyson still has a little bit left, at least one more, where he's going to be able to go back to that well one last time and, and pull out the big win and do it in impressive fashion. I, I think 
that fight's going to be fun to watch because I want to see the moment. Because Usyk always always switches gears and tries to win. He's like, all right, that didn't work. I'm going to try this. I didn't work. I'm, I, I want to see that moment when Usyk resigns to go, I can't beat this guy tonight. That's going to be that's going to be something for me that when I see that, I'm like, wow, okay. That that's 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 gonna be the number one thing I look for in that fight when I think it actually can be can be interesting to watch. But regardless, I got I got Tyson Fury winning that fight, and like Tim said, pretty handily. You guys have you guys have you guys thought about the mentality of Tyson Fury? I mean, dating back when he you know was going through depression, who did he beat? He beat Klitschko, yep. and he beat him for all the marbles. He was the number one heavyweight out there in the world. And now he has another opportunity to be to be the number one heavyweight in the world as, as well. Create, create new storylines, Tim. I like but, it. But I'm just saying to myself, like, he's been down this lane before, brother. You know and what I mean? You know he's willing to go back down what, that lane. What, what, what was Klitschko? Ukrainian. What is Usyk? Ukrainian. Ukrainian. I mean, I mean story. there's a lot of similarities, man, here. You know what I mean? Listen, what, when, when the time... Old and, wounds. And when the time comes closer, that's going to be a fun one to break down. But we're going to move on to number two. But before I want to say that, one last thing. I think the whole not looking good against the boy is overrated. Okay. I, a wet ring is tough. A wet ring is when you're, especially when you're a footwork. That guy, right, that's it, right. It, it wet ring is impossible, dude. I mean, it, I'll give you that. That was disgraceful. That fact that they had a wet. It, it is, I'm telling you, I, I was I forgot a wet about that. footwork. A wet ring destroys that. I mean, it, it, you can't push off of any of your feet. It's You're just sliding. Your, your positioning is all messed up. But. Wait, he's shown weakness shot. to the body before. He's shown but weakness the body to the body shot. before. Okay. The body, the body shot. shot again. He would have stepped over. How do you know that body shot? Uh, even we can't. We can't. You can't do that. You can't. He would have. Hey he would have. Oh, let me. Let me. Let me. No, we don't no, know. Okay. Don't know. That's the point. We don't know. Let me interject. Let me remind everyone to download the app. Download the app. Download the app so you can hear these champions talk boxing every single day in 2024. Chris Pauly, January 17th. You guys are behind the mic again. We got our first Wednesday night good fight series. And City, here we go. And plan yeah. usual, good main event. A good main event. Luis Feliciano. Tim, you're going to be surprised. I sparred him a bunch of times back in the day. Who, who <laughs> has sparred everyone? Sparred, Thank you. Like, Thank come you. on. You I learned on the job, everybody. bro. I learned on the job. But uh, Luis is a good fighter. Mike Williams is a good fighter. This, that's, a, that's a good main event. Two hungry guys, too. So that's going to be that's, – that's, that's a Pro Box special right there. And that's the thing. If you guys thought that uh, Pro Box was good in 2023, we've got an a even better 2024 plan for you guys. I mean, even the live fights, we're, we're investing more into, into these fights. Uh, we're, we're, we're really, really looking to create a, a brand and a statement for the fans that Wednesday Night Fight Series really is uh, the most competitive fights in boxing and the most fun fights in boxing. And we're going to, if you guys thought 2023 was, was good, 2024 will be even better. So tell your friends, subscribe. It's free. Damn it, subscribe. And Paulie, on top of that, in terms of the fighters themselves, the cat's out of the bag. You know you're coming here to fight, and you and you've got to show hey, up. Hey guys, guys, Tim's got the yeah, hat on yeah. ProBox TV. He's got the hat. He knows ProBox TV. Hey guys, yeah, download the app. It's free, guys. Christmas present. Download it the is app. Free. And we the hat only, was free too. Only right give the you, hat was free too. We can only give you the best content if you the, we got more subscriptions because it allows more ad revenue and then we can afford to bring you even better fights and more content and better content so guys if you guys love pro box tv subscribe tell your friends subscribe download the app even more importantly because again those are the things that bring in more revenue to the channel which then can be brought push push back into the system of boxing and on this channel and 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 make the channel even better Look, well said let me tell you one thing there's three hundred thousand 
diehard boxing fans, like Holmes. I know that for a fact. 300,000. We're at 84,000. Like, there should be at least 300,000 fans subscribed to the channel, Pro Box TV. At least 300,000. Come on, we got to get it up. We hey, listen to the champs. It's got to be more than 300,000. Come on. Man. No, I'm telling no, you. No, Tim Holmes. counted. He, that's what he was Holmes. doing I'm last year. He Holmes. counted. I'm it's 300,000. <laughs> I'm letting you know. Holmes. All right, listen. We're going to move on to number two. We're talking about the Pro Box TV. This is your pound for pound list 2024. Chris Algieri, you guys are in agreement on this one. Chris Algieri, give us your number two. Tayo Inoue, the monster. I mean, this mm. this this was a tough one because I mean, listen, he he had a great year. He had two great years, but um, I mean, he's 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 phenomenal. I I, I love the way he fights from his his technical and fundamental superiority to his toughness to his his doggedness, his chin. He showed that in his last fight. Um, I mean, the the guy's got it all, and he's been so dominant in these lighter weights. And you know, we we, we want to see him in the states, but he's got no reason to go. He he he's big enough now where everyone can go to him. He's got his own orbit. And those smaller weights, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna come to him, and he, we're seeing that. You know, he had that huge fight against Stephen Fulton, which people were giving him a real chance in that fight, and he completely dominated. He outboxed him, he outpunched him, and he put him away in in a devastating fashion. Now, in a way, man, he he is he's one of those generational talent type guys. Um, his record is crazy: twenty six and zero, twenty three knockouts at the lighter weight. He is bringing a lot of noise and a lot of attention to these lighter weights, which is fantastic for these guys. People are getting paid. Love to see that. Um, yeah, no. I, this is one of those. If this if this wasn't where we are in 2024, you know, 2023 going into 2024, now anyways, is the pound for pound guy. But our king is a whole different animal, and we'll get to that in a bit. Holly, yeah, I mean, he makes exciting fights. He 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 gets a lot of knockouts. He uh, is must see TV in terms of you. You're starting to get that aura about him, sort of like the heavyweight Mike Tyson had, where. You know, you want to watch just to see how, how many knockouts he can get or how the knockout comes or how dominant he can be, how vicious he can be. You know, there's a there's a viciousness, there's a bloodthirst to a lot of the a, a lot of boxing fans. He's cold-blooded. Of, yeah, when yeah. somebody is that vicious, it just becomes must-see TV in a combat sport. And, and, and no way, anyway, sort of has that, man. He has that cold-bloodedness, like, like Champ Chris just said. He's got that mean streak. He's uh, very calculated in his approach, uh, besides being very powerful and, and, and intelligent in the ring. And, uh, you know, he's becoming a fan favorite over there, uh, all over the world. But, of course, like, like we said, uh, uh, he doesn't really have to come to the United States. The smaller weights don't typically get to become that big of a stars in the United States. Although you can remember Prince Asim Hamed became that big of a star. We'll see now if TV starts to, America, Western TV starts to... Um, you know, invest in a guy like Inouye. It's now he's at the weight classes where the Prince was, you know, was it was at bantamweight and then he went to featherweight. Uh, the Prince did and he became a, a household name and a very big, big star even in, uh, in, the, uh, uh, in the United States. Inouye, I think, has all that potential. He doesn't have the personality of the Prince. The Prince was as charismatic as they come. Uh, Inouye, obviously not speaking English and is more of a serious guy, sort of like in that Asian series culture. Uh, but nonetheless... His the the he may be even more devastating than Hamed was, and we you know we remember if for those of us that remember Hamed know how devastating he was. Uh, in a way, uh, has a lot of wrinkles to his style, um, and again, I mean, it just makes you curious. I mean, you're starting to get to what to me seem like ridiculous, uh, you know, forecasts. So him fighting Javante Davis or him fighting uh right. you know, bigger weights. It's uh, it's unfortunate we live in an era where 
where uh, guys, as soon as they get a win or two that is impressive, they have to right away move up and wait. You know, then then people wonder why there's a PED problem in the sport. Well, this is why because you're pressing guys to continuously move up and wait and and still expect them to maintain the same power, the same everything else. So so you know, uh, I'd actually like to see Inouye kind of hang around at the weight he's at right now. You know, maybe one more at 130, but I I think that you know you kind of want to be able to see him sort of show the entire repertoire and not just trying to see if he can be a destroyer against higher weight class guys where he can possibly be destroyed for being too small. So uh, I, he's, he certainly uh, made a case for himself to be number one, but like the champ Chris said, I mean, the number one is a, uh, is a guy that has uh, been very, very deserving. And it's like I said before as well, the top three have sell- really, really separated themselves from the rest of the pack in this pound for pound list. Oh uh, man. Look, uh, the top two, in my opinion, the top two, probably the top three, uh, the third one, uh, nah, not so, nah, not so much, but I can just tell you this. Look, look, check this out. I, I, dude, I, I, I got some facts here. In a way, fought for his first world championship in his sixth professional fight, mm. sixth professional fight. He's been 10 years reigning as a champion, wow. 10 years, four divisions. Think about that. Four division champion. Okay, beat a Hall of Famer, Nonito Donaire, beat him once, then knocked him out in a couple of rounds the second time around. Um, you know, uh, he beat a veterans like at his sixth professional fight. This guy he fought against Hernandez, who literally was 29 and two, and he was reigning, he was the champion, the IBF champion for three years straight. Then he comes along in his second world championship fight and he fights another guy omar andreas this guy in his eight professional fight he was a 14 year pro and he was reigning he was the reigning champion for over 10 years i believe 11 11 times he defended the championship and he dominated him knocked him out i mean then you have the fulton win then you have the donaire win then you have Tapale's win on top of that like you can make a case for in a way for number one. Like it, it, I can it, sit here and make a case for him for number one. Was Omar the only division undisputed? Was so. Omar Omar Navias? Was that Omar Navias? Yes, yes. Who yeah. was a beast at that weight? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then you got McDonald. He beat him a thirteen-year pro shortly after that. Um, McDonald I mean, was good too. Did, and he did all of these things in like like fifty-two months as a professional. Fifty-two months as a professional now. Phenomenal He's career. He's twenty-one so and nineteen KOs. And he won the super championship fights. He won the super series as well. He won the super. Yes. Series. Um, he knocked out one and nineteen KOs. Yeah, he knocked out. He knocked out Emmanuel Rodriguez as well with that body shot. Yes, that was an impressive win. Yep. And Emmanuel Rodriguez, Rodriguez was undefeated. Yeah, and yeah, I, was, I was impressed with. I remember I worked Rodriguez's fight in England when he beat Butler for that IBF title. And uh, I was really, really shocked. I mean, I had heard how devastating Inouye is, but I mean, I, I felt like I felt like Emmanuel Rodriguez would have something for him. I thought he was a very, very, uh, t- uh, very, very uh, uh, technical boxer with good power, knew how to get to the body. I mean, when I saw Inouye blow him away like that, that was when I, my eyes really opened to Inouye. You know, and then obviously he's done a lot since with the Donaire fights, like you said, yeah. and all that other stuff. But the Emmanuel Rodriguez fight for me was the one that made me like, oh, I got to really pay attention to this guy. This is mm-hmm. not just people talking, you know, this is, this guy's for real. And now we've seen he's for real, for real. I mean, the, the full, the, the, the 2023 he's had with the win over Fulton, where a lot of people, you know, in the Western hemisphere were picking Fulton, you know, they were thinking yeah. at least it was going to be a tough, tough test. I, I could see it. I was saying that a lot. I was like, I, yeah. that style, I could see giving Inouye trouble and it yeah. did not. 
And I mean, he dominated. He got in there and absolutely dominating. And not, it didn't just beat him, beat him into submission. Well, you could kind of see uh, Fulton resigning mentally yeah. in the fight as the fight wore on. Champ, you mentioned that about, you know, with Fury and Usyk. You, you're curious to see if Usyk can get to that point against uh, the, the bigger Fury where he just resigns because he's too big. He's not big enough. He's not strong enough. You could kind of see Fulton, a guy who a lot of people were picking to upset anyway, or at least make him look bad. You can sort of see being dominated and then sort of just physically resign little yeah, by little. For him, it was the it was the skill though. He was yeah. resigned to be like, I can't beat this guy based on skill, which is that was that was what was so yeah. surprising. Yeah. And Tim, that, and Tim, let me ask you something that Paulie touched on: how people always want fighters to jump up in weight and 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 conquer new weight divisions. Um, the monster is he content to stay here? You know, because he seems to embrace challenges. Um, I don't know how far he can go. 126 is certainly feasible, but um, do you think he's going to continue to move up in weight and, and look for new challenges? Yeah, I think he will. Um, there's one thing that I, that he said. Uh, it was in his, his pre-fight before Tapales. He said that, he said, I'm not mentally tough enough to, to have or to participate in a tune-up right. fight. He didn't say right. it like that. But no tune-ups. Like that's cool. To have that type of mindset and saying that I'm not mentally strong enough to do that, like my God, that's mind blowing because they, it's about the competition. Yeah, he's saying he can't get up for it unless it, he he can't, it exactly the opposite, the opposite yeah, of what we said point. about Tyson. The opposite of what we said about Fury. Fury right. Fury's that guy who can't get up for those certain fights. He needs to be behind you know, needs to be pushed. This guy is acknowledging he has that self-awareness. He's like, you know what? I'm not that kind of guy. I got to want to go out there and, and underperform. So put me in tough. I want to so be, I want to be, I want to be that guy. I think he will. I think he will. I think his handlers or whoever's got in him, his father might, might have some concerns with him moving up, you know, past 126. I think 126, he can do it. Uh, you know, he's going to have to, in order to do it, he's going to have to get on some stuff. <laughs> Just put it that way. He don't got the frame. By stuff, you mean hard work, right? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Just hard work, dedication. Way. I've hard heard, work, hey, dedication. just put it this way. Wait, 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 wait. In the past, we've had some people that have moved up as many divisions. I'm not saying any names, but it's clear cut throat that we know. Boxing insiders, we know. Polly, you know. Chris, you know. We heard it, you yeah. know, that had used that stuff and when was able to come up. So I'm just letting you know right now. I think in a way he'll probably go up as high as 130, mm. and that's it. It'd be a cutoff for him right there, 130, 130 pounds, and I think he'll stay there. Yeah. I agree with Tim. I can see 130. Well, listen. You mean he wasn't? He wasn't world champion at flyweight and 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 and, and just eating, not eating a couple portions of rice and that's why he was only a flyweight. And then once he could no, afford don't real do meals, it, Bali. Once he could afford real meals, he went all the way up to middleweight. Come on, no, he's got what he's gonna do now. Don't do it, Bali. All right, guys, we're moving on to number one, Pauli Malanaji. We're gonna let you introduce the consensus Pro Box TV pound for pound number one fighter in 2024. Terrence Crawford, TC, you know, uh, he's, he, you know, the argument like that Chris, the champ said earlier about if these guys were all in the same weight class and they fought each other, who would be the best? 
for me, Terrence Crawford has that. You know, he's he holds his power well when he moves up in weight, but more importantly, he's tremendously, tremendously skilled from both sides. Uh, a double stance fighter, uh, solid defensively, offense flows both sides like water. Uh, this guy has it all. I mean, he's he can go to the body. We've seen stoppages to the body against world-class fighters. We've seen stoppages to the head against world-class fighters. We've seen him dominate world-class fighters. We've seen him go up different weight classes and beat world-class fighters. The... The guy is still yet to be tested, really. I mean, it, it really, he's, we've seen maybe a moment or two, but not actually for an entire fight. Maybe Kavaliuskis had him uh, in trouble for a second, you know? And, but overall, I mean, we just keep seeing him continue to dominate. Every time we think, oh, this guy's going to be durable, like Avanissian, he's out, he gets knocked out. This guy's going to beat him, like Spence. No, he beats him and dominates him. This guy is going to be uh, too physical for him, like Horn. Nope, he out-physicals him and beats him up. Uh, Crawford has it all, and 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 really, it's tough to pick against him. Uh, I know a lot of times with pound for pound, it's resumes and all that other stuff. And yes, maybe if he was with another promoter, he would have had a bigger resume. But I think the way it's been done with Crawford and the 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 the, the not just the body of work, it maybe could have been a little better. But when you look at the way he's beaten everybody, he's beaten. It's just too dominant. And, and and I think when you start getting to the nitty-gritty of the pound-for-pound pound list where these guys are all so good and it's all a, uh, it's all a, an imaginatory uh, uh, ranking anyway, you got to start looking at the way these guys win because that's the, that's the comparison because they're all dominant. That's why otherwise they wouldn't be on this list. And this guy, for me, is the most complete fighter in boxing. Tim? I agree 1,000% what Polly said. Um, I would say 18, 18 championship fights. Over a 10-year span, 16 by way of knockout. He's been on the streak, an unbelievable streak. He's been knocking out world-class competition. He even, I mean, look, you know, nobody, Sean Porter, think about that now. Nobody stopped Sean Porter. No, er, no Earl Spence, no Keith one-time Thurman. And then you have a guy like Crawford that comes in and stops him, finds a way. How many rounds has he lost in all those, in all those fights, I'm, right, Jim? Look, okay, I don't yeah. know. Like, I, I thought he was dead. You count on one hand. It, it's un unbelievable yeah. what Crawford has been able to do. But, I mean, his domination is similar to, to Inouye. His dedication is similar to Inouye. The skill set is what's different. You know, Inouye has his own skill set. He's fantastic at what he does. But Crawford, I mean, there's no avenue or no, no alley where he can't go. He can box you. He can pressure you. He can he can do it all inside the ring. He can switch southpaw if he wants to. Orthodox. He has too many tools to be able to figure figure out any type of uh, any type of um, let's say um, puzzle there is in boxing. So he's my number one pound for pound uh, fighter in, in the world. I mean, I can talk about some of his accolades as well. Two time undisputed, the first to do it. He did it two different weight classes. He just beat a top five pound for pound fighter. First one in, in the, the world. world. First one to do a below heavyweight and cruiserweight. Well, yeah, but however, oh, and let's go, Carissa Shields as well, because you know I don't want her coming at me, Chris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Carissa, you were the one to do it, Carissa. You was the one that first. Well, Carissa Shields did it too. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, his dominance has been unreal. Uh, I think one and two, whether you have in a way number one, I understand why you have number one. For me, is Terrence Crawford. He's just that damn good. And I think he's going to retire undefeated. But I just wished, I, I just wished, one of my wish lists was, I just wish he was able to fight all the us, other guys. I wish he, he was able to fight Thurman. I wish he was able to fight, uh, yeah. you know, uh, guys like uh, Ugas. 
and you know all the rest of the 147s out there so that way he can prove how dominant he really is because he beat the man earl spence jr who beat most of these guys already but however styles make fights i would have loved to see him and dominate the 147 uh, pound weight class chris yeah i mean these my esteemed colleagues put it put it great but yeah you know, let me put it like this tim when you were rattling off the accolades of inoue i'm sitting there i'm like you know that's real that's a tough that's a tough thing to beat you know it, it honestly he could be number one but then i go back to my criteria for who's the man who kicks whose ass <laughs> yeah Aaron crawford kicks everybody's ass everybody the guy the, you guys mentioned the, the, the dual-sided ability to fight on both sides you're fighting two guys so as good as anyway is if they match up everything all right, maybe he could beat him on his on his left side. Can you beat him on his right though? I don't know. I don't think so. And then, no. can you beat him when he's when he switch swat, sw sw switching side to side? When he when he when he when he does something really good off that side, then switches the other side, then does something else he does really good. How do you deal with that guy? That guy to me is unbeatable because he's got he's he's so fluid. It's like Bruce Lee said, "Be like water." Terrence Crawford's like water. Yeah, he doesn't have a specific style. He doesn't have a set tone. He's like an alien in there. He's got he's got something that that no one else has. He can yep. do things other people can't do. You can't prepare for that guy. And that's why I got him as number one, because he's so dynamic. He's he's damn near unbeatable. And he's got the grit. He trains hard. He's he's one of those guys that's like the Michael Jordan. Yeah, he's got all the talent in the world. But guess what? He's got the work ethic, too. Guess what? He's got the mindset, too. Guess what? He's got the competitive mind and he's ability mean. and that championship lifestyle. He's and mean. we were talking about... Uh, thank you for reminding me, Tim. Paul, you brought up how mean uh uh in is i i disagree i think i think in a way he's cold-blooded he's he's clinical he's 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 a he's like a scientist in there terrence is mean mean like that kapalowskis fight he got hit with a shot and got and meaner he, i called that i called Nasty. that fight for international he walked his ass down and beat him up like he stole something oh you're gonna hit me oh you're gonna you're gonna embarrass <laughs> me by hitting me i'm i'm, I'm your, your night's over so that that's why this guy's number one because he's just he's he he kicks everybody else's ass. That's that's my criteria for who's the man. So Terrence Crawford's the man. So Chris, I get your criteria, but what about the fact that I think a lot of fans are going to say he only fought once this year, and I get who he fought. Fought. I mean, you guys have said who he fought, but he only yeah. fought once uh, in 2023. Does he deserve to be number one? But you say yes. yes. So so he's not my fighter of the year. He's my pound for pound number one. Different thing. My fighter of the year was was Daiwa Inouye because he right. was active and and he had the Stephen Fulton fight and also Tabalos was was a significant win you know becoming a two two division undisputed champion in like just over a year it's very 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 yeah. impressive very impressive year but Terence is is the pound for pound number one in 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 that thought experiment that is pound for pound if we can if we can put these guys in the same ring as if they were the same size who's gonna win I got Terence Crawford beating everybody in the world. Well, guys, I know that this is your list. It's subjective, but you know fans are gonna be you know, flooding the comment section. I'll throw two names out there and why they didn't make your list. Start with you, Polly. People are going to say Devin Haney. He had a great year. He beat Lomachenko, Polly. He beat Lomachenko. And he beat Progray. <laughs> and and David Benavides, who had a, a spectacular year as well. How did those guys not make the top three? But we're, we're taught, we're, this is a pound for pound list. This isn't a, yeah, it's not a year in review. This is a, these are more debates for a fighter of the year. Um, I think those names you brought up, create uh, a stirring debate for a fighter of the year debate, but this is a pound for poundless debate. And I think pound for poundless debate, I think there's a body of work that all three of our top three pound for poundless guys have done to 
basically separate themselves a lot from all the, from the rest of the pack and that it's not even a conversation then what order do you want to have them in okay that's 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 that maybe that can be debated but i think the pound for pound list top three is 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 very very there's a very there's a very big jump from number four and and back to number yeah. three and up to number one you know so so um yeah number number four is in a different really area a debate. i think the, the more it's a debate the hardcore boxing fans are going to mention jaron ennis for uh for terence crawford and guys you know what it is you're gonna have to blame the boxing business for that one. You know, we 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 explained to you what what's, what yep. was done to John Ennis that they could have forced him into the mix before Crawford and, and Spence. Well, because Crawford and Spence were waiting for so long to fight that Ennis should have been forced in between them and, and fought one of them uh, by the by the sanctioning bodies by the promoters. That that fight should have been forced. The fact or, or one of them should have been uh, stripped of the title if if he was did not fight Ennis. This way, Ennis can come into the championship mix create and now now that you have the undisputed title mix a conversation ennis has to be part of that conversation you can't have that you can't have that conversation without ennis but because they didn't do that because they politically ousted him completely and and they allowed terence crawford and spence to wait and and not fight and hold on to the belts and nobody got stripped the sanctioning bodies didn't do their job surprise surprise there right um mm -hmm. what happens is that Ennis ends up being on the outside, not creating this demand. Think about if somebody would have been stripped two years ago. Ennis would have been defending the world title he picks up for two years, and he would have been straight in the mix of this undisputed title conversation. So it would have included three guys, you know? And then the, after the Spence and Crawford fought, you would be able to physically and, and financially make Crawford and Ennis and make it more feasible from a standpoint of TV money being worth it. Uh, the hardcore boxing fans... Uh, they want that fight, and they justifiably so. Uh, but from the business perspective, I've just explained to you why, and it's uh, is not going to get that fight most likely, and it's because the business scumbagged them. You know, we got a bit. I like to use that word. You know, it's the new. It's the new year. New year, same wording. This is a scumbag business run by a bunch of scumbags who don't do things right. You, it, it, you can't even say it's all about the money because, again, Ennis could have entered the money fray in a different way. If you would have put him in that way, if it would have been handled the right way, the money fray would have also included Ennis in, the, in those three because, again, the undisputed title would have still been something people wanted to see, and it would have included a three-man race instead of a two-man race. And so uh, they just what they did instead, they closed the door on everybody else, and they just made Spencer Crawford run a race and nobody else was allowed in the room. You know, So, so uh, Ennis is not going to be in, involved in this conversation, and it's unfortunate. And uh, and that's why. But overall, uh, the top three is is really no debate as far as who should be in the top three. Fighter of the year, that's something different. And you know what? Pound for pound, where weight classes don't even matter in boxing. <laughs> well, Tim, Tim, um, I want to throw another name out there. And I'm just trying to get fans questions because you know they're going to have the, these comments and questions. But Teofimo Lopez is another name. Um, him, Benavides, and Devin Haney. Uh, they just could not crack your top three, and I'm sure they're in a lot of people's top three. I would say I say the only one out of that list was probably would be Haney. I would say Devin Haney. Um, what Devin Haney? You don't understand like how young he is, uh, the way he moves in the sport business wise, and the way he's stepping up and he wants to face the best competition out there. Man, there's there's no guy out there that that wants to smoke like this guy does. Um, the most part for him to become undisputed the way he traveled over and took less money to fight Cambosis in his backyard, beat him the, actually to win his championship, the undisputed championship, and the, also to defend it. And then goes up to 140 and then picks on, you know, I would say the boogeyman years ago, I would say about a year ago or a year and a half ago, everyone was saying that Regis program was the big, the boogeyman at 140 and he goes up and he dominates him. And then he fights a world-class, legendary Lomachenko, 
And, you know, some would say that he didn't win. A lot of people thought that he did win the fight. You know, it goes back and forth, but he got the W. Um, I mean, you can definitely say that this kid right here should be in, could, could very well be in the top three, pound for pound. And Chris, uh, defend your list because, again, the, these are the fans. I'm playing devil's advocate here for the fans. They're going to say, why didn't this guy make the list? Defend your top three against those other names that I mentioned. Yeah, I mean, a guy that, that well, I'm, I'm actually going to throw in a whole other guy. I think Dimitri Bivol, because I, I, my criteria mm. is always like, who, who, how do you beat the guy? And that guy's style is so difficult to, to deal with. And, um, you know, unfortunately. once every two years. Well, that's not his fault, though, Tim. <laughs> I, you, 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 I was just about to say, it's not, he hasn't been active, which is why a lot of people don't have him in these conversations. It's not his fault he's Russian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's not his fault where he was born. But, uh, you know, the guy can fight, and he's got a very, very difficult style. Um, I think we're going to see. We're going to see him really rise to the top now that he's back in the ring, uh, you know, and, and he's going to be active. But he was the guy that comes to mind. When I think of my criteria, who beats who? Who kicks whose ass? I can see him being in with, with the best guys in the world in the top five for sure. Uh, Teofimo Lopez, in terms of physical talents and gifts, yeah, he's a pound-for-pound guy. But that Cambosis fight is such a scar on his 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 great record. It's a, it's really unfortunate. I, I Every time I look at that thing, it's just, like I said, it's, it's like, like an it's eyesore. Like, it yeah. is. It really is because Especially he's so talented. The more he fights, the worse he looks every time he fights. You're like, that too. So I, I'll, tell, I'll ask you guys this question real quick. If he goes back and if he fights Cambosis and he knocks him out, would that clear it up? No. We, we, we already know he's going to beat Cambosis in a rematch. So it's, not, it's not really about that, you know? It's like when you got somebody like Devin Haney who's ascending and looking more and more impressive. I mean, now the Lomachenko win or, 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 or by Haney, even though it's competitive, even though, okay, I, I didn't think he won it. Regardless, you managed to hang in there with Lomachenko 12 rounds, competitive, go IQ for IQ, uh, um, box a good fight no matter what what the result was and no matter what I think the result was, still box a good fight, still made it an entertaining competitive fight. And then go in and dominate program like that. I mean, bro, you got to compare these kind of things Wait, no matter what Lopez does, that 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 Cambosis loss is an eyesore. And also, Tim, staying in the 140-pound division, you know the beautiful thing about what you said about uh, Haney wanting all the smoke? The beautiful thing about the 140-pound division is we get to actually see who wants all the smoke. Because mm -hmm. in the 140-pound division, if you want all the smoke, if you, you really want all the smoke, a lot of smoke. The 140-pound division. So the beautiful thing about wanting all the smoke is we get to see who really wants all the smoke. Because 140 pounds has all the smoke. I well, there's you, all the smoke. I Go told ahead, you guys that uh, Haney was going to fight uh, Ryan. I told you. Ryan. That was the move. Ryan? Ryan, Ryan Garcia, Haney. That's next? Yeah, that's going to be next. Well, that, that's, okay. Come on, man. Come that's on. a whole other show. Why, we, we why, got, why, we got our you pound guys. pound. Why not? Why, but what, 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 no, 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 nobody's disagreeing with you, Tim. We just don't want it. <laughs> it wasn't going to happen. We're talking about all the smoke. And then you're giving me Ryan Garcia Haney. Bro, we got Matias in the weight class. We got oh. Lopez. The smoke. Uh, Tim, you had smoke. to set Paulie off. Ryan Garcia is coming up. Ryan That's Garcia coming up. Not... Ryan uh, Garcia You guys know what our next smoke. show is going to be, and it's going to be good. So. You Ryan beat Garcia. the pop star. Subscribe. Really? Everybody, subscribe. You get stuff like this. So hear this every single pop. day. Where? Do you oh, guys God. agree? I'm still... Oh, 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 oh. Where Do you guys agree with, 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 with the top three yeah. pound for pound? Make sure you download yeah, even, the app. Even, Guys, you see this? Even when we agree, we argue. Right? <laughs> even, if we, even if we agree, we, we, just we, end, we end the show at each other's throats. But right. listen, 
We, we, we're the, the smoke and Ryan Garcia is like an oxymoron, okay? The smoke is here. Ryan Garcia is here. How did we get this all the smoke and then wind up at Ryan Garcia? How do you, we're, we're in 140, what I just mentioned, 140 pound division, really uh -huh. has all the smoke. The smoke is here. Ryan Garcia is here. You can only go one direction or the other. You cannot go to Ryan Garcia and the smoke. What's hey, Paulie, Paulie, I, I can answer one thing. If you want all the smoke, Download the Pro Box TV app and you get all the smoke for with free. Pro Box TV for free. You can you can comment. Do you agree with the picks? Make your comment. We'll make it part of the show. Pro Box TV. You guys got to download the app. Guys, we're gonna end it. This was the pound for pound 2024 Who's the Man list by Tim Bradley, Chris Algieri, and Paulie Malinaji. Listen, this is only the this is the first show of the year, guys. This is going to be a great year for boxing. An even greater year for ProBox TV. So there, there's the picks. ProBox TV. Make sure again, download the app. Paulie keeps saying it's free. Download it now. ProBox TV is your boxing channel. Subscribe. Yeah.